0: Today's episode of Tech Talks on the Unsettled Media Podcast Network is brought to you by Tech Impact, focused on unlocking prosperity by embracing technology. For more, head to techimpact.it. Unsettled. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tech Talks with Kathy Simpson Today, I'm thrilled to tell you about our episode. We're talking about newcomers joining the tech scene in New Brunswick and how they've made that transition, not only to living in New Brunswick, but also working in New Brunswick. My guests are two amazing women who have totally embraced this province and are thriving here in their technology roles. Today, you'll meet Shaima. I know her manager well and ask for some insights from him to start off the episode. He talked about how, with all of the twists and turns in 2020, Shima has been fully committed to delivering for her team in the province of New Brunswick. He talked about how glad he is to have her as part of the team, but even more so to have her as a colleague. She's always willing to share and learn from others in the industry. And in this episode, we talk about initiatives that she started since she came here, like the Google Developers group chapter and women tech makers and more. She's a true leader for women in tech. And her path to Fredericton started in Egypt. It took some twists and turns in the Middle East. And then she spent some time in Toronto before arriving here in New Brunswick. It took courage, initiative, personal sacrifice and commitment to get here. And she's going to talk to us all about that. We're so glad she did. And what a tremendous role model she is for her two young daughters and for all of us. And then you'll meet Deepika. I'm really fortunate that I've been working on a project with Deepika, and I have firsthand knowledge of her experience and skill. Her journey to New Brunswick is also interesting with its start in India, some time in Florida for her master's degree, and then eventually off to San Francisco to gain some working experience, and then off to New Brunswick. She came, she joined her now husband, who's also working for a tech company in New Brunswick, and she's only been here since March. She's a certified business analyst and a certified scrum master and a product owner, and she's going to tell us all about that in this episode. She's been able to take her technical degree, combine it with her master's, to really now have the skills of being a modern business analyst. She's working at Second Springs Digital. And so I spoke to their CEO, Scott. He shared that in a short period of time, she's already helping to shape the culture of this young company. She's hands on, has a can do attitude, prompt positive, and highly accountable. She's involved in recruiting and hiring and helping to shape the culture of this new organization. With her on the team, they will be having a tremendous role model and a champion to build an inclusive workplace and to be a great employer for women in technology. I can't wait for you to hear all about their journey and how they've made their way to New Brunswick. You will leave this episode inspired, I have no doubt about that. So welcome, everybody, to Tech Talks with Kathy Simpson, and I'm the host, Kathy Simpson. Really happy to be here today. I've got two fabulous guests And we're going to be talking about being new to the tech scene in New Brunswick. And new is can be a couple months or it can be a couple years, but some newcomers to our New Brunswick tech scene. And we really want to get their impressions on the opportunities that are here. But to do that, we need to understand how did they arrive here? What are their backgrounds? What got them interested in technology? What they studied? What brought them to St. John? And then we're going to talk about the roles that they're fulfilling here. So we're really excited about that because they're two women in tech. And we're also going to close out the show talking about strategies to get more women in tech. So I really am excited to introduce our two guests. We've got Deepika and Shaima. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having us over, Kathy.
0: So, Deepika, why don't we start with you? Tell us where you were born What got you interested in technology? Where did you go to school? Don't leave anything out, and uh, and then we'll talk about how did you arrive, actually, in Fredericton, New Brunswick. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So I was born in India, and I did my much of my all of my studies in India. I did my bachelor's in engineering in information technology, and right from there, I started working as an analyst. But then I realized like, you know, something is missing. I really need to pursue my higher studies because I always wanted a blend of technology and management together. So I went to the United States uh, in 2015 and I was I started working. I started like I started doing my master's from University of Florida. It's in Gainesville in Florida, of course. And um, I did my master's in management, sort of like an MBA course just to get started and just to have more experience with the management skills and just try to understand how the management things work in the corporate world. And from there on, I started working as an analyst uh, for almost like four years. And then I moved to California, the Bay Area, uh, as my my first job, like first full-time job with um, Wells Fargo, one of the companies in the U.S., a financial institution. And then uh, I was actually kind of, um, you know, Dating my uh, bachelor, dating my uh, boyfriend around that time, and he moved to Canada in 2016. So we were kind of like across different, you know, oh, countries together. Like I was in the U.S. and he was in Canada. And he started his career um, in Canada, you know, with his MBA uh, at University of New Brunswick in St. John. And from there on, I got to know more about Atlantic Canada, like how, you know, uh, different provinces kind of like make the Atlantic Canada and what New Brunswick is, because I was not really aware of it. And then uh, eventually, when we decided to like tie the knot in 2020, I re- I moved with him. And he's also working as a software engineer with uh, IBM in Fredericton. And from there on, my journey started here. And it's been a couple of months and I'm quite enjoying the place. It's very peaceful and calm avoiding the rush which I used to face in San Francisco all the time so yeah that's been my quite a journey from like different countries yeah
0: so we won't hold it against you that you were in the U.S. for (laughs) a period of time but you saw the light and came to Canada which was fantastic what got you just determining to do a degree in technology what was it about it that drew you in
1: I think it was my high school uh, when I was trying to understand like what my career goal looks like from now, probably like after five years where I see myself. And then I decided to pursue my engineering, especially in computer science. There were a lot of engineering options, construction or like electronics, electrical. But I was really interested in like computer science because I was kind of like interested in the software side of things. I did work, um, you know, a quite period of time, like probably a few months for software engineering. But then I realized, you know, I want to blend both technology and management together so that I can align my skills together. Like, you know, in every role that I play, maybe even I'm working as a software engineer or software developer, I really need to know how the management side of things work because I was lacking that skill set. And from there on, when I started working as an analyst, I, there was no going back. And right now I'm just like working as a consultant, which is also kind of like an analyst role. Uh, within one of the companies in Flick and Second Spring Digital. So that's how I'm like very passionate about like blending the two skills together and especially the technical skills, because that's how you like move forward. It's kind of like my passion.
0: Yeah. And I'm working on a project with Dippica right now. So I'm getting to see firsthand her BA (laughs) experience. We're doing lots of swim lanes, lots of process mapping. And it's been really a pleasure. Um, Shaima. Welcome yep. to the show. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about your background. It's different. They're very different.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my name is Shaima Abbas. I am 33 years old and uh, I born and grew, up, grew up in Egypt and um, <clears throat> graduated from Alexandria University, Faculty of Commerce. Uh, I didn't like finance and I didn't like ho- commerce. So what brought me there, it's uh, it's my my numbers in high school. So I I always to like try to find a way to escape that. And uh, I was lucky because my my uh, university decided at uh, at my gr- at my year, like, to open a new branch in uh, in Faculty of Commerce to, to have MIS, or Management Information System. So I found, like, okay, this is the only way I can escape the the, the finance. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know anything before about, uh, you know, like, computer science or, uh, or software engineering. But when I entered this department, I really liked it. I found like my hobbies are like there and I, I like so much uh, doing uh, analysis, database, um, like this what I studied at the first. And um, I, I really enjoyed my last two years at the the university uh, doing this stuff, uh, despite of I was like uh, one of four ladies. In, in range of 50 persons. So we were like, I think, four or five ladies uh, and all other were men. So it was bad <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, but like, I feel, uh, like I feel my passion there and I feel like I need to complete in this field. Uh, it introduced a lot of things, a lot of interesting things for me. Um, yeah, after after I finished my two two years in, uh, in university, like after, after my first Four years, two commerce and two uh, MIS. Uh, I graduated. I found it's not enough for me. Like I'm half half person. Like I'm not very professional in either. So I I like decided to complete my studies in computer science and software engineering. So I took like a couple of diplomas, like postgraduate diplomas, and I started master degrees, uh, like master degree in my in my city um and then i started to after that i started to uh try to find a job and started my journey like uh, hunting jobs and i i was lucky to find a startup startup working in uh, in in egypt and they were a google developer group before and they they are willing to teach people and they are willing to to like guide people and i told them they 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 need iOS developer at that time, and I didn't know anything about iOS. So they told me, "We'll learn, and if you if you like to learn, you will you will be good at, at this job." So I accepted, and uh, I started from the from there to know more about like mobile development, um, iOS, and other stuff, and about GDG support. So I started from there at two thousand eleven, and. I, I continued working for two years. Then the drop happened when I got married and uh, I had to leave with my husband to many other countries around the world. Like where, 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 wherever he's working, I have to go with him. So uh, I started to try to find the jobs there. My skills were so different. My skills were strong at that time. And uh, I started to find jobs. But in Middle East, there was a mentality like, OK, you are a new bride. Uh, you will take a lot of vacations. You will not be concentrating too much in 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 working. Um, maybe you will have leaves. You will have kids. No. So they were not looking about my skills, but they were looking about I'm lady and I am new new bride and I will have kids soon. And they were they were right and wrong because I had kids after a year of marriage. <laughs> but you know. Uh, I, I kept working. Like I remember working while my kid in my lab uh, for a long time till, till like till she become a year. And then I start, okay, like, let's do something. Let's go find, find real job because I'm working freelancer. It, it didn't satisfy me because I'm not be- meeting people there. I'm, I'm just like uh, less communications with other professionals, uh, face-to-face meetings. So... I decided to go back to Egypt and uh, try to find uh, another job there. Um, and I left my husband back with my daughter. Like I left and uh, I stayed two years in Egypt with her. And I found a great job in a very big hospital uh, in Middle East. One, one branch was in Egypt. So I started a successful professional life, but I lost my personal life because my husband is far away. <laughs> so like my daughter she can't find her dad because our like our jobs is so different because other countries maybe doesn't welcome me or or he cannot work in egypt so it, it was cr- like crazy two years for us and then i decided to move to canada so i i chose toronto um, to study uh, unfortunately i didn't uh, look like look more like because I like new brands look more now i I every time i I remember that time, like why didn't look like for the other provinces? why didn't study here so i i I picked Toronto and because it it like Canada for me was Toronto, like this is the only one I know, so I came there and i um I finished my studies. And I I been with my husband there, but I had to leave my kids back home at Egypt. So it was another suffer for me. <laughs> so to because the life there is so expensive for us to live. First and uh, second, I was so scared about my kids in new community, and I don't know. Uh, I'm studying, so I left them with their grandmas, and I I study for one year. Uh, then I I I. I was cl- glad to to come here and decided to start uh, my life in New Brunswick and they brought them back. And yeah, that's so all. So you're all
0: together again.
2: Yeah, finally. <laughs> yeah. But
0: it, I mean, a lot of compromise, mm-hmm. a lot of changes in a personal life. Yes. You did it as well, Dipika. you know, family and a loved one in different countries. Um, you have to be pretty determined. Yeah to do those things, don't you
1: think, Deepika? Definitely, because, you know, like like you said, I, I, I actually, right, this is my third country because I started in India. I worked there for quite a bit and I moved to United States. I started there and then I moved here. So I feel like I'm kind of like beginning from like beginning in this country again. You know, it's kind of like start of the, another phase of my life. But yeah, it's really hard because when you have like, you know, family in one place and you have your love for another one. So it's really, really hard to like kind of tie everything together, especially when you also think about your career, you, if you're career oriented and you also want to be, become like family oriented. So it's kind of like a balance that you always try to achieve between your family and your career. So, yeah, it's very, very hard. But I feel settled in now in New Brunswick, for sure, because right now I know like I'm not moving here places because even in US, I was just like moving around with my jobs, with my assignments. Right now I feel like very settled and kind of like very peaceful, for sure.
0: And Shama, you've been with the government of New Brunswick in the digital technology group since you've arrived. I met you before you even started on your first day of work. We were having a women in technology (laughs) event in St. John, and lo and behold, you showed up and we met, and you told me who your manager was going to be, which was a gentleman that I knew who's a great guy, and uh, you've been there ever since. So tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing.
2: Yeah, uh, it's called the Digital Transformation Team. It's a new digital strategy in GMB like to transform all the um, the services uh, that provided to citizens to like the aid, the aging services to a new modern technology things. Uh, more usable, more friendly for users and citizens to make them maybe comfortable um, doing anything in the province, any government thing like uh, getting a driving license. Um, you know, uh, the 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 day the day to day services. We just make it easy for people. So this our our main idea and um, yeah our mission. And we were we we started two years ago, and uh, it was my first week when I met you my first week in New Brunswick and uh, the day before the day I will start uh, in the job. So it was two years exactly. And we, we intend to grow up like maybe next year um, because like the successful uh, projects we had, we had like last two years. So yeah. (laughs) You want to keep growing. Sure. (laughs) So you moved to New Brunswick, both
0: of you. um, And sometimes when you're new to an area, you're new to a profession, new job, and you're trying to find your way. Um, is it a friendly province to get started in a tech career? What has been your experience?
1: You want to get? Okay, I can get started. I can get started. Okay. So, uh, with my experience, you know, I, while when when I, I, I was in the U.S., I was reading a lot about, like, career opportunities in New Brunswick because I knew that eventually in a, in a year or two, I'll be moving there. Uh, so, it was really hard from, like, from the outside to just, like, take a glimpse of, like, you know, tools available there for my job research. But when I moved here, things were really easy because, like I said, um, I moved here in March and I started applying for my jobs around like May, mid, or like towards the end of the May, technically. And I was able to get a job around around like end of July. And it was really fast because when you're on the outside, it's very hard for you to like, you know, understand how it works, like what kind of tool that you can use, what kind of like job posting website you can use at your dispense, like, you know, and, and look for a job. But when you're here, you'd connect with people, you understand like, you know, how the community works. And for me, my experience has been really good because I have a lot of like friendliness. I, I get in, I got in touch with a portion New Brunswick when I moved here. Um, they actually assigned me a, an advisor who helps you through the whole resume and the coaching. And they'll give you a good variety of like, you know, kind of like tools, like, you know, links to just like go in there and look for a job. And what really helped me was virtual career fairs. Uh, I attended three of them or like probably like more than three of them um, in May, to just to get started. Like, just to see a list of companies who are coming for these virtual career fairs and how I can get started uh, based on the type of job that I was looking for and based on my skill set. So it was really friendly. It was easy to get a job when you are here. Then, then I was like in US and I was looking for a job. And I think, yeah.
0: So Deepika, what's a virtual career fair like? There'd be some university students who are going to be listening to this podcast going, Ah, that feels uncomfortable and awkward. And what Mm -hmm. was your experience?
1: It was really good. So all you have to do is like, you know, um, you know, Opportunity New Brunswick, they do have a Facebook page, um, I think. And they do post like different virtual fairs that are going to happen, the date date and the timings. And also if you get in touch with any of the advisors at Opportunity New Brunswick, they'll send you an email with all the details. All you have to do is just click on the link and provide your email address and your name. And then you get started on the on the day of the virtual fair. So you go in there. You don't have to keep your cameras on. You don't have to speak to everyone, anyone. You just have to go in there and go through, do a walkthrough of the companies who are visiting the different booths. And it's all virtual. Like I said, no cameras, no microphone, just your keyboard, just your laptop, and find a quiet place and start interacting with the HRs of different companies. And also, it's so seamless that once all the companies who are listed there and they are in their virtual boots, all you have to do is go in there, click on the links, and they'll also provide you the details of the profiles, positions that are open in their company, and also, like, what their company does. So I was really new. I didn't know any of the companies in New Brunswick. So it was, for me, it was very easy just to go in there, read about the company, uh, the job that they're offering, and also get in touch with the HR. And once I was connecting with the HR on the on the, on the chat, on the virtual chat, which, you know, which this platform provides, You also get connected with them on LinkedIn. And that's how we try to like understand, okay, I did submit my resume. uh, Please take a look. Let me know what are the next steps and I can get started. So that was very easy. So you don't have to be very shy about it. Just go in there and, you know, just talk to HR for the different companies.
0: Well, it's so good to hear because I know that the post-secondary education training and labor team and those Um, counselors and support mechanisms are in place and you're a success story of the process can work which is fantastic so shaima you've been around two years now what's your experience here in the tech industry and you work for the government so you're not in the heart of software companies but you're quite active in the community And we're going to talk about that next but tell me about your experience
2: so i live I lived in Canada four years now, uh, two in Toronto and two in uh, Fredericton. When I compare these two, it's completely different. <laughs> the community here is so supportive, and uh, like I feel like um, I after my finish, I finished my degree in in Toronto, like in health informatics. I tried to apply for jobs, and um, the maybe maybe it's appear for everyone that uh, maybe a big city is more like more opportunities, but it's not like it's, it's fake. (laughs) Like it's um, maybe the the high competitive, uh, make it, make them uh, choose for other aspects. Like I wasn't, uh, I didn't have a permanent resident when I was, when I, when I first get my job. So maybe in in Toronto, they asked me, do you have a permanent resident? No. So no. Right. So here here they didn't care about that. Like they just ask about my skills and do you have do you have this one is like one, two, three skills. And I said, yes. So they hire me. So and like, you know, um, I feel I feel um, it's like. It's uh, it's everyone know it's not not real. Like try try the, the places which has me may, maybe more opportunities need more people like uh, thirsty to to more skills. Sure. So I, I feel this in Atlantic Canada. I feel this in 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 my place now in Fredericton, and um, yeah, <laughs> this is this so my. Experience.
0: I know that you are not shy to get engaged. Like I said, we met, you came to a women in tech event that we were having in St. John. And I really feel like you embody someone who is embracing the community and you're going to make a difference for other newcomers and people who are from here too. So talk a little bit about the work that you're doing in the technical community, because I think it's an important story.
2: So when I came here late uh, 2018, I uh, I didn't find any, or maybe your yours uh, was the first one, and I was so excited about this. But I I knew that I will work in Fredericton, and I tried to find other communities in Fredericton doing the same as you do in Saint John. I couldn't, <laughs> so it wasn't too much, and uh, like uh, big conferences are year to year period stuff. Uh, it's not like uh, monthly or bi-weekly or something like we get to meet each other every, you know, frequent. So I I used to work with GDG stuff whenever I were, like before, like since 2011. And uh, even in Toronto, I found a big group of them, even in UAE, uh, in Dubai or in Egypt, like I I found big group. So when I came to Atlantic Canada, I found like there is nothing like no chapters in, in these, like we, our vision is to, to meet frequent, to meet every month and to, to make strong friendships, not only like, uh, you know, um, um, just technical meetings, it's just not about skills. It's about everything. So we make like, we make strong friendships and, uh, and um, uh, support our community. Whoever, like, is professional in his career could, could give back to students. And, this, like, you know, it's a win-to-win situation. So I feel, um, like, let's do that here. And they applied and they approved uh, me as a chapter here. And uh, I was a second chapter in Atlantic Canada, first one in Halifax. And the last year, another two chapter, chapters open in... Um, in, in St. June and Moncton, GDG. And not only GDG doing, like not only Google Developer Group doing this, other other two, like your tech impact is so, has too much impact in the community for sure. So it's only maybe in St. John. I found you many times here in Fredericton. So, <laughs> so I mean, like, this, this kind of stuff, i I really encouraging. And we have another group called Women Techmakers to support women in tech and uh, like to do the same as GTG, but, you know, like only for women. And we get a lot of trainings from from Google to support as, as ambassadors to support others. So this also uh, was like a great thing to start. And other thing I'm starting this year is to support, small girls, like, you know, 10 to 18 years with uh, um, uh, Girls Technovation uh, Initiative. Like, it's a challenge coming uh, every year from January to April in all school age girls, like, to to let them try something like they don't know about, like me. Like, I, when I was in teen age, I didn't know anything about tech. I just kn- knew it by chance when, when I go to university. But, they need to make them aware because they keep making maybe boys aware of that, but avoiding girls. So we need to, <laughs> to let them girl like let them know. Yeah.
0: Well, the Google Developers group, you've been leading now for a long time. Um, it's great that there's more chapters opening up. You know, that's one of the challenges of New Brunswick. We have three major cities and smaller cities around that. So connecting everybody is really important. And I I sat in on the national launch of Technovation Girls just a couple of weeks ago. It's exciting that um, Nina has started a chapter here and you're going to be one of the mentors for that. We'll have to recruit Deepika as well. Um, so we'll get her on side too, and we'll get her as one of the mentors. But you reaching out into the community and participating in these events, it has helped you both technically, but also from being engaged with the community with friendships. And I think that's a really strong message. I'm so glad to hear that that's happening for you.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like I'm, I'm the first learner in each meeting we have. Like I'm not, uh, um, like when, when I have a meeting, I'm not the one who presenting I'm, I'm sitting like with everyone learning from the presenters. I'm just, you know, filling the gap, trying to connect these people to each other, uh, I, I can say, like, I'm not, maybe I, other people see me very, like, a knowledgeable person, but in tech, there is no most knowledgeable person, you know? So you you need to keep learning, because whatever I learned maybe 10 years ago, we never use now. So we need to keep learning every, every, like, maybe month what the new thing came. Because if we stop or delay that, we will miss a lot. So,
0: yeah. It's uh, lifelong learning, and things get obsolete awful quickly. So how are we going to bring more people to New Brunswick? You know, I'm sure you've heard plenty, Dipika, since you moved here in March. Shaima works at the government, so she would hear lots of stories. But we have a talent gap. We need to bring more people here to the province, like you did, but we also need to get more students into some of these scarce skills areas. But how are we going to bring more newcomers to New Brunswick?
1: I think having those tools, like I said, when I was outside of the location of the region, I was not very much aware of like how I can get started on my job process. Right. And I was not coming as a student. So I've seen like a lot of like uh, students at University of New Brunswick and different St. John or Frédéricton or different campuses they're getting recruited and they are staying in province. As far as like, I know any different students that I've come across, um, they are like staying in the province, they're getting jobs. But for a newcomer, if you're not coming as a student, it's a real challenge. But I think there needs to be kind of like a platform that needs to be something like, you know, maybe kind of like marketing of those tools required and necessary to just like, you know, for newcomers, maybe having a web page or like, you know, Maybe like a LinkedIn campaign or something like that, which can can, can tell you like okay, if you're a, if you're a newcomer uh, coming to New Brunswick, and, you know you're looking for a job. Here are your links. Here are your like tools that you can get started on, and then you can connect with someone at Opportunity New Brunswick, which definitely like you know helps you out in your resume tweaking, in, in your in your cover letter preparation, and they also prep you for the interviews. So I think there needs to be like a kind of like a package, like there needs to be a repository of things that can be shared with newcomers so that they have like a laundry list of things that they can get started on. So that's something that I feel like it's there, but it's also like in bits and pieces. The other thing that I noticed is there's a New Brunswick um, jobs website, which kind of helped me because I was not looking to like move out of the province. So I really needed a job like, you know, here. And I was, I was enjoying my time here. So there's another website which helps you in the job process. So every time a new job is posted, you get notified and you can always have a filter where you want in which city of New Brunswick you want to like, you know, stay or like find a job. So all these things need to be like kind of clubbed together. That's my take on this.
0: I feel like you. I can see it based on the way you're describing it because it's so fresh. Your experience, you know exactly what you need. Shaima, what are some of the things that you would be recommending so that we can get more newcomers? What what is it about the province that we should be selling?
2: Um, like I feel like we need to make it easy for companies to hire uh, newcomers. <laughs> like you know, um, I came, I I got my permanent residence with my job because I got hired in the government, but other companies, maybe startups, uh, they need newcomers, but they, they don't have maybe, um, they cannot sponsor someone to fill the gap they have, right? So there is a, like a pilot stream in, in immigration process, which I came with. I didn't came the normal stream. I just came a pilot, which is get job offer first and then get the permanent residence. So I think this stream is so successful because it will not get newcomers, cannot find a job. All the newcomers will have a job already. So this will, will be a too much difference. Like I, I feel the, the benefits of this stream is, is like you know exceeding <laughs> the other the other streams because we will will stop getting maybe immigrants without finding jobs because we get the wrong fits. So we need to fit them first and then get them, right? So make it easy for companies to find the good fit for them, then make them a permanent resident or have them as a newcomer. Did you come on the AIPP program? Uh,
0: yes. You did. Okay. That's yes. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was, uh, Dipica, the Atlantic Immigration Pilot Program, I believe. And it oh, wow. was a, a really important program that, that, that was implemented across Atlantic Canada to bring more newcomers. So, that's really great to hear. So what are you excited about in 2021? 2020 has been a tough year. We can all acknowledge that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But
0: what are you excited about for your job, for technology? What's got you excited?
1: So, f- yeah. So for, for myself, I guess 2021 is going to be all about like since, you know, I, it, it, there's there was a lot of experimentation on my personal side of things, you know, in this year. Like I moved here. I found a job. But I think it's going to be more streamlined in 2021 because now I have a vision, I have a goal, like I have a job and I know like how I'm going to move forward in that job, like how I have to like diversify my own like skill set. I personally love to do different kind of certifications or like just get, you know, get accustomed to more technology, like more, get to know more about technology, what's happening around the world. So for me, it's going to be a bit of more like streamlining my current job role and also like kind of enhancing my skill set in different domains. So that's going to be, it's all going to be about like learning, because like I said, I'm just like starting my career in Canada and that's what I'm going to like, you know, build on for next one and a half year, one year for sure. And get to know the community because the moment I got here, it's been just like all, everything has been virtual and, you know, I'm like, we are not going out that many times. So I guess I'm going to just like kind of get to know the community, you know, build some like relationships and just making sure like, you know, I'm engaged. So that's another Priority
0: for myself. Yeah. So, could we just take a minute? Tell us a little bit about your role as a business analyst because, for students listening, you have a very technical background. You also wanted to marry it with management experience. You have your MBA, but you are heavy deep into process analysis and you're also something that's called a scrum master. Yeah. So, could you describe that a little bit? Because I, I'm sure there are some students that would really find that interesting to better learn what that's all about.
1: Yes, so basically business analyst is someone who's kind of like bridged the gap between the technical folks and the business people, because we want someone who can like, you know, understand technology side of the things, different different languages, and, you know, making sure we understand the technical feasibility of the solutions that we are building. And business for business people, we need to like make things clear for our non-technical audience as well, making sure we are building the right product. So I'm working in agile for most of my, uh, for most of my career, which means like, you know, We're building the product in a very iterative manner, you know, with our stakeholders, making sure we understand the product, the roadmap. So as a business analyst, you have to understand the process end to end. You you need to understand your product features, what you're trying to build, what you're trying to accomplish. So as a Scrum master and a Scrum product owner, you kind of like own the product. You kind of like you know you have a product roadmap. You ha- you understand what kind of features you're going to be launching. So in this like as a, ro- as, a as a business analyst within Second Spring slash consultant, uh, responsibility comes in where you understand the client requirements because we are helping these small to medium sized businesses in their digital transformation. So the first step is to understand the ask, to understand like how we can achieve those goals, those vision for them. Even if they're doing e commerce or marketing or if they are kind of like launching, you know, their own CRM um, tool set within the company. So the first come is like requirement analysis. And then once you have a requirement roadmap defined, you understand like what you're trying to achieve and what the company really wants to achieve. You start building that product. You start building that solution for them. And it's very iterative. It's very agile. And, you know, uh, and we are evolving within our company right now. So it's going to be like a lot of like agile ceremonies that we need to like, you know, um, that we need to initiate. So that's that's how the role of a scrum master slash product owner comes into play because you're kind of like managing managing different projects, managing different requirements, managing different client requests. So that's how you understand technology and business together.
0: It sounds like a perfect marriage for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I wanted. Yeah. Because I still want to like learn more about technology. That's what I do every year. I kind of like learn about what different data visualization tools are out there? What are different kind of like languages and statistics that we can learn? So I think it's more about like, you know, evolving, like like Shaima said, you're learning every month because there's no way the tool set that you, the skill set that you have right now, it's going to help you in the next couple of months. You have to keep on learning based on the new things that are in the market. So you just evolve and kind of tweak it based on the job description or job profile that you're working on.
0: And Shaima, what are you excited about in 2021?
2: so too much hopes for 2021 uh first one to all of us go green face and get the vaccines so we can have, <laughs> we can have like face-to-face meetings and you know like i miss people so yeah, <laughs> yeah so this this is one of my first hopes i i have so uh the other the other things I the ability to keep learning stuff and uh, to get exceed in my career uh, and uh, help other people like if if I see someone succeed because of me this my the the most happiness in my life so uh, whoever he is like if I find someone is got uh, a good job before because of my help or or find his passion because of my help this will be like the most for me uh, so this is what I hope for 2021. Yeah. So uh,
0: I think we can all agree. We're very focused on health, safety, wanting, you know, our world to be whatever that next new state is going to be. Um so we're all with you on that. Virtual is awesome. And isn't it great that we can do so much of the work that we do, but it is awful nice to be able to get together and to nurture relationships and friendships face-to-face. So we want to be able to do both. About, both. There's no question about it. Um, let's, let's talk about women in tech and diversity. It's not just women. It's diversity. Um, you know, I know that you have come from a long way. To get to Canada. There's no question about it. And women aren't naturally gravitating towards the technology fields. I want to ask you both again, You are, if you were starting this over again, and you had a daughter who was 11 or 12, even at that young age, how would you start to create that fire inside so that she could see the opportunities for tech, and then we'll talk about some strategies when they get older. But maybe I'll start with you, Shaima. Uh, what advice would you have?
2: I feel like we need to sco- to stop discouraging 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 girls to to like to avoid the the jobs that maybe it's need like it it requires more more brain stuff or to be more clever or like to need we need to put confidence in every girl like she's clever enough to do whatever men doing and just we don't need to encourage every single woman to love this field because we don't we do, we, we have we need to have other jobs like uh, dentist uh, doctor nurse pharmacist whatever we don't need that but we don't need to discourage people who already love or may may love this field to to step back and say i'm not enough for that i just like i am i'm 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 like you know i have two kids and uh, two girls and i'm trying like to highlight this from age of 6 so i i'm just highlighting i'm not forcing them to choose this uh, tech field because i am tech person maybe they love something else but i will not disappoint them you will not fit in this job because i found this in my uh, childhood not from my parents from other people like this is not your job like why are you going this department it's not it's only for men see how many men are in, in the department so I feel disappointed I feel less clever than others so uh, when I when I find something hard for me I say because I'm girl not because it's hard so it's uh, it's hard for all of us uh, not because I am I'm lady so we just need to get this out of their minds early because when you put something, put seed early, it will grow as you put it. So, uh, yeah, so this, this yeah. one. You articulated that really well, um,
0: very clear. And I think your two girls are very lucky to have you as their mom who are not trying to force, trying to keep all the doors open. Yes, for sure. Dipika, what would you tell your... <laughs> cousin who was 11 years old
1: um, what would yeah. how would
0: you try and direct her I into this field a just
1: bit? from yeah just from my experience I didn't know like I'm gonna do engineering and information technology or like computer science until the age of 18 you know and I was just thinking of some like and I spent most of my time like playing outside so I was not like kind of like raised I was studious, but to an extent not to an extent where I know like okay what's happening around what I'm going to do with my future so like maybe an awareness at the early age that, you know, you, you know, like, you know, there's a there's a field call engineering or there's something like technology that you can go in. So probably like kind of, you know, having a chat with like the kids should know, you know, what's what's out there in the world. And I didn't know until like at the age of 18. So I definitely don't want to do this to my cousin or my own daughter, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know, okay, you can decide like again, okay, they can choose whatever they want for sure. But again, like an early age awareness, like, you know, this kind of things appear and, you know, you, you see your mom working in that field, you want to like explore that option or something else. But again, that's their choice. But yeah, awareness of the early age is really, really important. Not like me, uh, who's just like playing outside. No, no one not aware of anything that's happening right in, in, the, in the education or like in technology. So, yeah.
0: So Maybe. what about what about that girl? Who's in fourth year at computer science at Mount Allison or University of Moncton or UMB, or is in their second year at NBCC or CCNB? Mm -hmm. How do we make sure they stay in New Brunswick and they realize that there's a spot for them here in so many different companies?
2: How do we convince them to
0: stay here, (laughs) Shima?
2: Offer them a (laughs) job. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, like if why why people like just escape because they need they need a better life and uh, better jobs. So they keep hearing that in Mon- Montreal you will get whatever salary or get whatever jobs or in Toronto you will get uh, like you know uh, dreams. Uh, so if they find their dream here, they will not leave. And uh, I found it here, so. <laughs> like i i won't leave like i i got my permanent house here and i won't leave uh, like this my plan so because of that like i found i found it here so uh just um maybe like maybe some people here consider giving um for ladies like they consider less salary for ladies or something like you know in other cities they can get as equal as men so maybe um yeah like just encouraging and to give them a better life they will they will stay here for sure like i can't see a reason they leave
0: employers have to step up to make sure they are being equal yeah tipica mm-hmm. what the, advice what
1: I, yeah i would just like to say just hang in there you'll get something for sure because I think people will be surprised when they start applying for a job in New Brunswick, you know, especially in the St. John Freddy Freddie area, there are tons of opportunity out there. There's so many startups opening up. There's so many like, big companies, which people are not aware of it. Once they start looking, they'll find that, you know, um, and even like if, if you don't have a tool yet in New Brunswick, LinkedIn is a good like, um, you know, platform to start applying for a job because I found my job through, uh, you know, through LinkedIn. And that's what I'm going to encourage, like you know, and reach out to the advisors in school because I know from my husband's experience, um, he works with IBM now. And when he was graduating from University of New Brunswick in Saint John, you know, there were a lot of like MBA advisors helping her, helping him through, you know, through the internship. So he did his internship with JDI. He worked with JDI and then he moved to Freddie um, in uh, in Freddie for like for IBM for his role. So I would just say, like you know, take opportunities of the tools that are available in the university for sure. Then there's opportunity New Brunswick. There's LinkedIn, and you know, like there's, and also like one of the job, one of the websites that I mentioned, the New Brunswick uh, jobs.ca. So that also helps you to understand what kind of roles that you want that you're looking for, and it has like a huge list of like you know you want to become, you want to be, you start want to apply for a like nurse or you want to, like, you know, work in uh, in marketing, you want to work in tech. So everything is out there. It's just that you have to, like, ask for it if you if you don't, like, get it, you know, yourself. And I would say, like, take opportunities of your advisors at the university because they really help you out in finding a job. And connect with, you know, with your peers, connect with your uh, alumni. That, that kind of, like, helps, too, because tweaking the resume and, you know, and having those referrals sent out through your peers or through your, your alumni is going to help you for sure in your jobs research and job search.
0: That's great advice. Now, Shaima, um, you have a women in tech group that you've created in Brederton. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because we may have some women in tech listening to the podcast and we want them to find you and to come connect with you. Oh, sure. So tell us what you're trying to do there.
2: Okay, so um, what I'm trying to do in women and women tech makers uh, group is uh, not too much different about GDG, but it's only like focus on women, like focus to encourage women to join tech field and to just introduce to them like what is tech field. If you are afraid, just come and will be <laughs> you will be happy here. Uh, we get a lot of support from Google, like trainings or scholarships or. Uh, um, you know like uh, grants uh, for women who has entrepreneurships here or uh, starting in new in the field so they they support them and the, we are the we are the bridge between them and and uh, women here so if you need anything like anything you 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 need help with just ask us and we can give you support from one of the big biggest leader in the world maybe google facebook or something you know so google is one and um we like don't don't have don't avoid getting help you know some people just go away and ask for help you will find and uh, uh, this we are here for and yeah that's all
0: well i've been to one of your events uh, I have a t-shirt to say oh. I've been there. It's a great t-shirt. <laughs> uh, I should have worn it today. Um, oh, yeah? But it's really great that you're doing as much as you're doing. You're, you've got a new recruit in Deepika. She will be uh, at your next meeting, I'm sure. And I'm excited that you're continuing to do the work that you're doing in the community. We are in the community. We're so lucky to have both of you. You are phenomenal women in tech. Um, and you really tell a story about what is possible here. And um, for that, we're very grateful that today you were so open and honest to share your stories with us. And I really look forward to continuing our relationship and learning more about what great things you're going to do here in the province of New Brunswick. Thanks so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you. And thank you for sharing, uh, for letting us share our thoughts. It's, it's good to be part of the community and be engaged with everyone. I'm sure in 2021, we'll have more face-to-face interactions with everyone.
2: So, yeah, looking forward to it. Which will be Thank lovely. You. Thank you. We have uh, uh, International Women's Day we are planning for. This year will be virtual, but it will be amazing, like different than last year. So <laughs> keep tuned. All right. Well, thanks so much. Well, we...
0: I can't thank enough Deepika and Shima for joining me today to talk about women in tech, to learn about their stories as newcomers to our province, and to see them now thriving in their technology career. If we are gonna keep growing a vibrant and diversified workforce, we need talent like Shima and Deepika. They are thrilled to be calling New Brunswick home, and even more so, we are thrilled to have them here as members of our digital workforce and in our communities. Reflect on their suggestions of how we get more women in diversity in the tech sector. Like Shima suggested, encourage girls and young women, help to instill confidence. And Deepika talked about generating awareness at a young age of the opportunities in STEM. There are tools at our disposal, and each of us can do more. Let's make diversity in the tech sector a much bigger priority in 2021. Each of us has a role to play. Let's offer them a job, an internship, be a mentor, share your story and experience, and encourage others to do the same. It's through storytelling that we learn so much. Well, that's a wrap for another Tech Talks. What a great episode. Thank you for listening, everyone.
1: Tech Talks is
0: brought to you by Tech Impact. Learn more at techimpact.it. The podcast is hosted by Tech Impact CEO, Kathy Simpson. It's produced by me, Matt George. It's engineered by the great
1: Zachary Peltier and is part of the Unsettled Media Podcast Network.